B'Shem HaShem Na'asev V'Nasiyach. This week's Torah is dedicated for the yard side of Mrs. Frida Esses, Frida, Frida Batsara, generously sponsored by the Esses family in memory of their dear mother. Okay, Rabbi Tai, we left off yesterday. On the bottom of the Avlam Gimel Amur Bet. Says the Gemara as follows. Amar Rabbi Chenina. Hakol bide shamayim hotz mirat shamayim. Everything is in the hands of shamayim, except for mirat shamayim. Shneimar, as it says, ve'atai Yisrael ma Hashem elohecha shu'el me'mach. Now, Yisrael, what does Hashem ask of you? Kim liyirat oto. All He asks you is only to fear Him. So you see that Hashem only wants from you. Everything else Hashem is in charge of. You're in charge of Yirat Shemaim. Says the Gemara, Atu Yirat Shemaim milta zutei. Is fearing Hashem a small thing? That, you may, that, that, that the Pasuk says only this thing? Now this is not a question on Rav Hanina. This is a question on the Pasuk. How could the Pasuk imply that Yirat Shemaim is a small thing? Okay. Says the Gemara, the only thing Hashem stores in his treasure house is Yirat Shemaim. So you see that it's very, very valuable. It's not a small thing. If Hashem puts it in the storage house, it must be very valuable. You keep things in your storage house that you think are valuable. And to the in, that's so. Legabe Moshe Miltazutri. Regarding Moshe, it is a small thing. A person who they ask him for something big. He's got it. It's a small thing. It's a small thing, but you don't have it. It's like a big thing. It's so beautiful mashal for this. They say that when you have a guy who's very, very poor, you say, Hazi doesn't even have a slice of bread to eat. That's what you say about the guy who's really, really poor. But if the guy's rich, you don't say, you don't say, wow, he's rich, he's got bread. You don't say that. Uh, bread doesn't make you rich. The same thing that makes you poor doesn't make you rich. Similarly, when you talk about Yerat Shemaim, so, yeah, Yerat Shemaim is something big. It's something big for, for, for someone who doesn't have it. But when you have Moshe Rabbeinu, right, of course, to, to say that Moshe Rabbeinu is Yerat Shemaim is a small thing. It's a, it's a small thing for Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, says the Gemara as follows. Four lines in the bottom. The Mishnah had said, if a guy says Mordim twice, Mashtikin Oto, we silence him. Says the Gemara, Amar Bizera, Kola Omer Shema Shema, Ki'i Ke Omer Mordim Mordim Dami. If you say Shema twice, it's like Mordim Mordim, and since you're mentioning a couple of different gods, Chatz Shalom, same thing, we keep you quiet. Metivi, I'll ask you a question. You're implying over here that Shema, Shema is a bad thing. Oh, and you said, it sounds like that we silence you. It says in the bright in Metivi, HaKoret Shema V'Kofla. If you say Kiryat Shema, you double it. Hareze Meguneh. This is shameful. Megunehu Dehave. Shameful it is. But Shtuki Lomashtikinle. But we don't silence you. So make up your mind, what's the proper course of action when someone says Shema twice? Says the Gemara, Lokash. 
דאמר מילתא מילתא ותני לה, הדאמר פסוקה פסוקה ותני לה. If you say the words, the, each word separately, שמה, 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 that's when it's, we tell you it's, it's Aib. But if you say back to back, the whole Pasuk, then it looks like two different gods. What? No, we're talking about Shema Yisrael. This is awesome. I want to be able to pause it. You want to sit over here? You want to come? Yeah, Maybe he didn't have Kavana the first time, and now... He's having Kavana the second time. So in other words... In other words, who told you... Who told you there's a problem? Maybe we could talk about a case where the guy didn't have Kavana, and the reason why it's Shema Shema twice is because he didn't have Kavana. Now, what, what the Gemara answers now is a very, very scary thought. Says the Gemara, Amale. So Abai answers back to your papa, Chavrute kapashmaya mi'ika. Is Shamayim, we're on the top of Lamadalad. Is Shamayim your Chavruta? Meaning, you think Hashem is your Chavrusa, that if you didn't listen, you could just say it again? Aib, how dare you say Shema and not have Kavana? Chavruta kapashmaya mi'ika. Is a is Shamayim your Chavruta? Right? If the guy doesn't have concentration when you're saying Shema Yisrael, which is our pledge of allegiance, we hit him with a blacksmith hammer. That's a way to catch him. Of course, it's horrible. Don't make it like it's nothing to say Shema without Kavana. Okay. Why? Because it's so short. And so it's, you can't have Kavanah for that, then you're really on the problem. No, because it's so important. Shema is so important. Okay, says the Mishnah. New Mishnah. Ha'omer, a guy who says, Yivarechecha tobim. This might not be in the Mishnah. Okay? But, Ha'omer lefnei teva. A guy who passes in front of the teva means he becomes the chazan. Vita'a, and he makes a mistake, meaning that he skips one of the... One of the but Achot, he doesn't know where to start from. Ma'avirin or Tov, we kish him. V'yo, I'm sorry. Ya'avor achet ha'tav, somebody else goes instead of him. V'lo yes sarban be'otosha. And the person who's supposed to take over should not be shy to take over. Often when people are sent up to be hazan, they don't get up right away. But when it comes to here, where the guy made a mistake, he should not be like that. Okay? Me'echan hu matchil. Where does he start from when he does that? From the beginning of the Berakha that he made a mistake of. Shita'a zeh. Why did it have to change Chazan's? Well, 
Because the other chazan kid doesn't know where to start from and he doesn't know what to do. He got guessed. He got guessed totally. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, says the Mishnah, Lo ya'ane amen achar al-kohanim I'm sorry. A person who's being chazan should not answer amen while the berkat kohanim are saying amen because he'll get mixed up, mixed up, mixed up. Let's say he's the only kohen. What should he do? If he's the only kohen in the place, he shouldn't do kohanim. Skip kohanim so you don't get messed up. But if he knows that he cannot get messed up, usually a guy would get messed up because since you're used to saying that whole Amidah by heart, and now you're getting off in the Birkat Kohanim, you might not might forget where you're up to, and by forgetting where you're up to, you'll cause the trouble. That's why you can't do Birkat Kohanim. But if you know that you can say the rest by heart, assuming you have no Sidur, then you're allowed to say both. Do you say that other part that, like, when uh, does he say that part? Uh, not actually Kohanim, but the part when there's no Kohanim. And I hear your question. I hear your question. It's a good question. Oh. So, we're up to the Gemara. Says the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanan. We have a brighter. If a person passes in front of the Teba, the brighter says, before they offer you to be Hazan, you should first decline. Don't always get up right away. Decline. And if you do not decline, you are like a dish without salt, missing taste. Right? And if you say no too much, you're like a dish that they burnt it by putting too much salt in it. What should you do? How do you know to make sure that you don't oversalt your food? We have to control our sodium intake. What do we do? The first time we do it, you say no. The second time, what does that mean? means that you move a little in your seat. You don't just say no. You move, you make a little move. The third time they ask you, you actually go, you actually go take care of it. There are three things that if you have too much, it's not so good. But if you do it a little bit, it's good. What are those three things? Yeast. You have no yeast, is no good. You need a little bit. Salt. Well, same thing. And saying no. Okay. Amar if a guy made a mistake in the first three berachot, right? And he forgot it. Right? And then you have to go back to the beginning. If you made a mistake in the middle berachot, then you go back to atahonen. Is but, the chazan you talking about? Yes. Anyone? Yeah. But it's going to be the We're same thing. We're talking day. about the chazan yes. right now. In the last ones, you go back to Ritzeh, because you have to do all Ritzeh right. Rav Asi Omer, Rav Asi Omer, and therefore, if you skipped one, you don't have to go back to there, you could just put it in wherever you skipped it. 
כי היה צבע אסי. עושה איזה גמרא, מה טיב רב ששת? רב ששת has a question, מאיך אנו חוזר? It says in our Mishnah, where do you go back to? מההתחלת המלאכה שטעה בו. You go back to the beginning of the Mishnah that you stopped in. So that sounds like, you know, how can you say that there's no seder and you could just stick in? Let's say a guy forgot atachonen. You could just throw atachonen after Bonei Yerushalayim. Oh, it says you have to go back to the place where you got it from. This is a knockout on Rav Huna who said before in the middle, in the middle of Brachot, I'm sorry, who said before in the middle of Brachot you have to go back to atachonen. You see, you don't have to. Amalach Rav Huna, Rav Huna told you, will tell you, if he was here, he would answer you. Emtsayut kulu chada berachaninu. The middle berachot are all one beracha. So therefore, when it says you go back from the beginning of the beracha, it means you start from the beginning of that section. Okay. Amar Vihuda. Le'olam al yishol adam tzedachav lo b'shosh pishonot v'lo b'shosh achanot el v'amtsayit. A person should never ask Hashem for any of your personal things in the first three or the last three barachot, only in the middle ones. The first three are like a, a slave who asks, who, who's praising his masters. The middle ones, the middle barachot, those are like a slave who asks his master for something. Okay? And Aharot, the last three, the last three are like a person who got a something from his master, and he's saying goodbye. One student went in front of Rabbi as as Hazan, he was going too long. How long this guy is going? Amalehem, Rabbi Eliezer told him, Kulum ha'arich yotel Moshe Rabbeinu? Is he any longer Moshe Rabbeinu? Dekhti be'et says about Moshe Rabbeinu, Et arbaim ha'yom 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 I was praying for 40 days and 40 nights. So yeah, he's long, but he hasn't been, so far it's less than 40 days, he's like 39 days too short. So obviously he can't be too bad. A different guy went up from Rabbi Eliezer. He was too short. The students told him, Look how short this guy is. He's too, he's too quick. No one complains like that in Marshall. I don't know why. They told him, Is he shorter than Moshe Rabbeinu? Why? It says about Moshe Rabbeinu, Please, Hashem, please heal her. So the whole prayer that Moshe prayed for Miriam was only five words. So he's, he was too long. Anyone who asks for mercy for his friend, he does not have to mention his name. How do we know? From Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe prayed for Miriam, he said, El Narafanala. He did not mention Miriam's name. Um, now, uh, I saw, uh, I looked beforehand, I was looking at this morning up this Gemara, and I saw some of Farshim say, this is only true when you're praying in front of the person. So like Moshe was in front of Miriam, so he could say, El Nala, because he's referring to La, La means her, to her, to the person who's there. But if you're praying somewhere else, then you need to mention their name, they say. Um, I was going to mention at the time 
that uh, asked for a farshima for about Rachel, but that was this morning. Now uh, she's ready to allow my meta. Now we can ask for Lunishmat, Sarabat Rachel. At the time when I was preparing the Gemara, I was thinking that, that last week I had gone to visit her, and I and I said I want to go specifically uh, to the room. I didn't want to stay in the waiting room in the ICU. I went to the room to make a prayer over there because over there, like the Gemara says, you could pray right next to them. But uh, Hashem had other plans. We we just work it. Okay, says the Gemara. Okay, Tanu Rabbanan. We are three lines from the bottom of Davlam Adalat Amuralf. El Berachot Shadam Shochebahem. These are the Berachot that the person should bow on these Berachot. Ba'avot, when you get to Avot, Techilav Asof, in the beginning and the end. So the Baruchat Hashem in the beginning, and Baruchat Hashem, Magen Abraham, at the end of the Berachah. Behoda'ah in Modim, Techilav Asof, in the beginning by Modim. And in the end, by Baruch Atah Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem, Atov Shemcha Ulchana Elot. Right. And then, Ve'im Ba'al Asuch, Pesof Kol Berachah U Berachah, Ubutchilat Kol Berachah Berachah. What if the guy wants to bow at the beginning and end of each Berachah? Melamdim Oto Shelo Yishe. We teach him not to. Don't bow, don't do that. Amar B'Shuman ben Pazi, Amar B'Shuman ben Levi, B'Shuman Bar Kapara, Hediot, a regular guy, Kimosha Amarnut, like we said, that you do the first one in Modim. Kohen Gadol, the Kohen Gadol, B'Sof Kol Berachah Berachah, he, at the end of every Berachah, he has to uh, bow. V'Amelech, but the king, when the king prays Amidah, T'Chilat Kol Berachah Berachah, V'Sof Kol Berachah Berachah, the beginning and end of each Berachah. Why? Why Kohen got so Kohen Gadol more and the, the king the most? Why? Rashi explains, the bigger you are, the more haughty you get. And therefore, therefore you need more bowing. So Tosfor asks, if so, what's wrong? Why do we stop a guy from bowing in the middle of any beracha? Let him bow every time. If Let's say you have a regular guy. You know, uh, Isaac Lati. And he wants to bow every beracha. What's wrong? If, if he... If he Isaac knows he's a haughty guy, and he wants to start bowing a little extra. Why, why would we stop him? So says the Gemara. Tosot says, the reason why we don't is because we don't want you to change from the Divrei HaChamim. If the rabbi said to do it twice, and you're going to start saying, well, he does twice, he does ten times, he does six times, they can think it's a free-for-all. And therefore, it's better not to do it. Okay. It didn't say we sh- didn't didn't say we shut him up. It says we teach him not to. Teach him not to is a much lighter lashon than shutting him up. Okay. So we're saying if king is higher than even the Kohen Gadol. Yeah, sure. That's a fact. That's a fact. King gets down a bit. Okay. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yitzchak by Nachmani. The Didim Mefarshni Yimina Rabbi Shulam and Levi. I learned Rabbi Shulam and Levi's statement a little differently. Listen to the new version. Hediot, a regular guy, Kemoshaman, like we said, the first one in Modim. Kohen Gadol, Techilat the beginning of every Baracha. Hamelech, but the king, Kevin Shekara, once he bows, Shuvenozokef. He has to stay down the whole time till he finishes praying. Okay? How do we know? 
Shneimar, it says in the biblical verse, Vahik Kichot Shilomo Lit Palel, it was when Shilomo finished praying, Kam Milifne Mizbeach Hashem, Mikhrobachav, he got up from in front of Mizbeach Hashem from being Korea, from bowing on his knees. So you see that the king was bowing the whole time. And therefore, that's the new statement. According to this, the king doesn't do every beracha. He does all. He does the whole amidah down. Okay. We are now about eight lines down on daf lamid dalit amurbet at the two dots. Tanu rabanan kida alapayim. When we talk about kida, the language kida, it refers to bowing down with your face touching the ground. Shneimad vatikod batsheva apayim arza. I think it's. It says Eretz. Is it Arza or Eretz? Uh, Eretz, right? Eretz. Okay, Eretz. She bowed down to with her face on the ground. Now, this particular Kedah, it's not clear how it works, but it seems like it's a very, very tough thing from the other Gemara. And it requires some gymnastic strength um, to actually get your face on the ground. Some say this Kedah, face on the ground, is done while your feet are flat on the floor, and yet your face is touching the ground, which not so simple for most people to do. Okay? Uh, no, we don't do that keyboard. That's what we know. This is you standing up with your face on the ground. Okay? Kiriya, when we talk about the word kiriya, that's al that's on your knees. from we saw from the Pasuk before from Shilamor, Mechrowa al from bowing on his knees. When we say the word this is spreading out your hands and feet and lying down flat on your face. This is Yaakov Avinu talking, and he says, Will you and me and your mom come, and your brothers come, to bow you on the ground, which is this lying down on your face? One of them says, if you do kriya by modim, it's great. The other one says, this is bad. but it's not a question. One is the beginning and one is at the end. Here it sounds like you should not be bowing at the end. Okay? That's what it sounds like over here. Before we had said they do they bow beginning and, F, beginning and end. Now it sounds like you don't. Rava kara atechila. Vesof. Rava bowed beginning and end. Okay? Amalei Rabbanan, the rabbi say, Amalei Kavid Mor Hachi. Why are you doing that for? Amalei Chazin Rav Nachman de kara. I saw Rav Nachman bow. Chazin Rav Shishat de Kavid Hachi. I saw Rav Shishat do it. Didn't we learn the Brayta, if you bow down by Hoda'ah, it's bad? No, answers the Rava, he says, you misunderstood that Brayta. When it says it's bad, let's talk about Hoda'ah at Halel. We're not talking about Hoda'ah, Modim, in your Amidah. We're talking about Hoda'ah and Halel, that's where it's bad. And therefore, what I did is fine. I'm following my rebbe's. You guys have a brighter. You can't compare having a brighter to having a rebbe. Okay? Says the Gemara, Vatanya. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's good with the brighter. It just says uh, uh, a generic hakore behodaa. But there's another brighter that's much more specific, and you're not going to be able to dance your way out of that one. 
Why? Vatanya, it says in the Brayta, Hakore behoda'ah, if you bow by hoda'ah, u'behoda'ah shehalel, and by hoda'ah shehalel is the begoneh. So it mentions both, it mentions hoda'ah and hoda'ah shehalel, and you can't tell me that the first hoda'ah is halel, because the second one is halel. Answers the rabbi, yeah, you still don't have a rabbi, Rebbe, and I have one. Kitanya, when did we say the Brayta? That's when the guy prays by the Hoda'ah in Birkat Mazon. But bowing to Chilav Asof in Modim, of Yamidah by Modim, and Atov Shemchal Chanele Hodot, the Gemara's ending off is the right method to take. Okay, says the Mishnah. Hamit Balel Vita'a. A guy who's praying and he makes an error, siman ra'lo. It is a bad sign for him. What if he's a hazan? Siman It's a bad sign for the sibur that sent him. Because a person's shliach is like himself. That's one of the reasons why you got to make sure who you send as a hazan. Because you're sending up someone to represent you. Amru alav al Rabbanina ben Dosa. They said about Rabbanina ben Dosa. Shayim atvelel al hacholam, al hacholim. He was he would pray for the sick people. Ve'omer and he would say, Zechai v'zemet. When he was finished praying, he would say Lo alenu. I think this 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 sick man is going to get better, and I don't think this man this this sick man is going to get better. I'm the law, so they asked him, How do you know this? Are you a prophet? I'm If the tefillah comes out smooth from my mouth, I know that it's going to be accepted. But if it doesn't come out smooth, I know that it's going to be ripped up. Either, if those words ripped up means the tefillah is going to be ripped up, or the guy is going to be ripped up. Says the Gemara, Ahai, on which, Rashi explains, in which one of the Berachot is it a bad sign if you make a mistake? Amar of Chia, Amar of Safra, Mishumchad Debe Rebbe, Be'avot, talking about Magen Avraham. Some learn it from the Brayta. They say, A guy who prays needs to focus his heart. Bechulan by all of them. If he can't have kavanah for all of them, he should at least have kavanah by avot. So therefore, it also sounds like that avot is the is the the keystone that we need. Also, this rabbi says that avot is the one that you have to have kavanah. Okay. Now the Mishnah said they said about Rechinim Mendoza that he would say who would die and who would live because of whether or not it was smooth in his mouth. Says the Gemara, Where are these words from? You create the Niv Sifataim. Shalom, Shalom. You create the utterance lifts, peace and peace for those Far and those who are close. Amar Hashem, and then I cure him. So therefore, you see that the, depending on how good your lips will depend on whether or not you'll get cured or not.
the Gemara is now going to say a whole bunch of things, and one of them is going to be connected to Bores Niv Sifatayim. The first ones are not, but the later ones are. Says the Gemara, Amar Abchi Bar Abba Amar Yochanan. All the, all the beautiful things and great things that Nevi'im spoke about are for anyone who gets his daughter married to a Tamir Haham. If you give your daughter a Tamir Haham, all the good things the prophets say are for you. Right? Or for a guy who makes a business deal to help a Tamir Haham. Okay? Or a guy who uses his money to give a Tamir Hacham Hana. But the reward of a Tamir Hacham himself? No one, no, the human eye has never seen the actual reward of an actual Tamir Hacham. So if you want to talk, there is such a thing as seeing the reward. You can look at the Navi if you want to see the reward of someone who marries, daughter, daughter marries to me, Ham, or gives money to me, Ham, or gives a job to me, Ham, but the reward of actually to me, Ham, halas. That you'll never know. Another statement. All the Nevi'im spoke about what's going to happen when Mashiach comes. When it comes to Olam the time after Mashiach comes called Olam that nobody saw. This statement of Yochanan that no one ever saw Olam is an argument of Shmuel. According to this Shmuel, Shmuel says that when Mashiach comes, the world really stays the same way. And it looks the same, except that we don't have to deal with the other with the other countries. We're going to have a regular world, according to Shmuel. It's a regular world. Everyone's going to plow your field, do everything regular, except that the Jews don't have to uh, bow down to other countries in any way. The Nevi'im are giving, telling you about the reward for a guy who did sins, but then does Teshubah. Abal, Sadiqim Gimurim, but someone who never did Averot and was always Sadiq? Ayin Lorata Elohim Zulatecha. Only Hashem seen, could see the reward of such great people. Upligid Rabbi Abu. And Rabbi Abu disagrees because he says the opposite. According to this, the Sadiqim Gimurim are higher than Balit Teshubah. But Rabbi Abu holds the opposite. Rabbi Abu says, in a place where, in the place in heaven where a Balchuva sits, even Sadiq Gamur can't sit, according to the Biabhu. Shalom, Shalom, this is the same passage that we said before. Shalom, Shalom, So Hashem who's saying Shalom, Shalom, first he says it to the Rachok. Rachok is the Balchuva. And then to the Karov, to the Sadiq Gamur. It sounds on this. It sounds like first is the is the rachok the balchuva and then the karov. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan will tell you, my rachok. Why are they called rachok? Shehaya rachok midvar avara. So if you ask Rabbi Yochanan, look, I have a pasuk against you. 
So how can you say, look, it says Rachok first. He says, no, you misunderstood. You thought Rachok meant Rachok, that the guy is Rachok, that he was doing Averot? No, it means, Rachok means he's far from doing Averot, and the guy who's close to doing Averot. So first is the Tzadik Amur, and then the Baal Because the guy who's far from a Avera is first, and the guy who's close to an Avera is a Baal Tshuva. Meaning, every guy who never, the Tzadik who never did Avera is Rachok from Avera. Now the guy's cut off. He recently did Averot. That's about Shuvah. Okay. My cut off. Okay, good. My Ayin Lolata. What does it mean that there's a reward that no one ever saw? I'm a Bishop and Levi. They have some wine which was still in its grapes from the six days of creation. It's a 5,000 year old wine. This is a place called Eden. No, the eye of no creation ever saw Eden. What do you mean? How can you say that no one ever saw Eden? Where was Adam Arishon? I thought he was in Eden. Says the Gemara, no. Began. He was in the Gan. There's two things. There's Gan and Eden. So in Gan, you had uh, Adam, but no one was in Aiden. Vishema Tomar, maybe you say, who Gan, who Aiden? Gan, Aiden, same thing, I thought. So well, no, Talmud Tomar, Vinahar, Yotseme Aiden, Lashkot to the Gan. It says in the Pasuk that there was a river coming out of Aiden, Lashkot, to give to water the Gan, the garden. So you see that the Gan is not Aiden. So therefore, yeah, people are in the Gan, but nobody ever got to Aiden. And that's what no one ever saw. Tanu Rabbanam, we learned in the Brighton. Mao said there was a famous story, Shechala ben Osher Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel's son got sick, Lo Alenu. Shagal Shleit Hamidah Hamim Etzel Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, Levakesh Hamim. So right away, I'm going to send two students to go to Hanina ben Dosa to ask that he prays for him. Not so often you see stories in the Gemara of rabbis sending other rabbis to pray for you. Here's one of them though. Kevin Shilauta, when Rechinim Medosa saw these people, he knew what they wanted. Alal Aliyah, he went up to the attic, Ubekesh al right away he prayed for Rabban Gamliel's son. Bidato, when he came down, Amar lehem, Lechu Shechalto Chama, go back to Rabban Gamliel, because don't worry, the fever broke. Amrullah, Vechin Avi Ata, what are you, Navi? Lest we checked. Tanaim are after the time of the beam. There's no more Nabiim. How do you know? Amalem, he told him, Lo Nabi Anochi, I am not a Navi. Lo Ben Navi Anochi, I am not the son of a Navi. Neither. I know what the son of a Navi helps. They say this all the time. It's a Pasuk, but technically, being the son of a Navi shouldn't help you too much unless your father told you something. El Kachamikublani, this is what I heard. Im Shigura Tivilatui, Bifi, Yodani Shumakubel. If it comes smooth in my mouth, I know it was accepted. If not, I know he's gone. Right? They sat down at that time, and they looked where the sun was in the sky, so they know what hour it was, and they can write down exactly what time he told them that, he, that the fever broke. When they came back to the Bangalore, he they told the Bangalore what he said. And he said, Ha'avodah, I swear by the Avodah in the Beit HaMikdash. That's exactly what it was. You didn't took anything away. It happened exactly, that's what it was. 
באותה שעה חלצתו חמה, חלצתו חמה, ושאל לו מים לשתות. That's exactly the time when the fever broke, and he asked us, could I have a drink of water? So you see that he was right, another story of a great rabbi. He went to learn Torah with Yochum and Zakai. And son got sick. Please pray that he lives. He put his head in between his knees, and he asked for mercy, and he lived. If I would have put my head in between my knees all day, they wouldn't pay any attention to me. So he's saying that he wouldn't be able to do what Rechanim Adosa does. Now his wife was there. You're never supposed to say these things in front of your wife. In general, you don't have to tell your wife anything, everything that's wrong with you. You have something wrong with you, tell other people. Don't tell your wife. Okay, your wife, you say everything is great. Generally, generally, you don't want to mention things that you're not good in front of your wife. Yeah, so watch what happened. Is Hanina greater than you? I didn't know that. Right? After all, Yochum is the Nasi. Amr Olaf, he said, no, she's not. No, he's not. He is an avid in front of the king, and I'm like an officer in front of the king. I'm much higher than the slave in front of the king. But, even though I'm higher, uh, I have to get an appointment to come in. And he comes in whenever he wants. He's like the servant who comes in whenever he wants, so he can get what he wants. But Amra, excuse me a second. Another statement. We are now five lines before the end of the Perek. A person should only pray in a house that has chalot with windows. Like we said before, David Daniel only prayed opposite Yushalayim. Another statement. I feel that it's chutzpah to pray in a valley, an open area like a valley. Because you feel like, if you pray in an open area, you think it's nice, but really it's not considered nice, because it gives you a feeling like you're here forever. You don't feel, you, you don't feel if you're in a small place, you feel like you're nobody. When you're big, in a big, gorgeous valley with a beautiful view, it's not considered uh it, it, it makes you feel arrogant. So you shouldn't pray there, you say? Better not to, according to Rav Look at it first, then go to a small place and pray. Amar Rav Kana, says, Chatzif alai man A guy who announces his sins, I don't like that either, because people learn from that. You should cover up your sins and do not announce them. Hadran alach en omdin. Bezat Hashem, we're going to come back one day in seven and a half years and learn Ein Omdim. Amen Amen. Okay, let's review what we were learning today. Okay. 
We said that the first, the right way to do, to be is to, to not to be chazan right away, and you go up, but don't go up too much, and then you, then you, the third time you go up. There's three things that too much is no good: yeast, salt, and saying no. Then we said you don't answer personal lines from Hashem in the first three or last two berachot, only in the middle ones. There was a student who was chazan in front of Rebbe. When he prayed too long, they said, "Oh, he's not longer than Moshe." And when he prayed too quick, he said, "Oh, he's not quicker than Moshe." Okay. Then we said there was. The berachot that we mentioned, you're supposed to bow, but the first, the first three berachot Hashem and modim beginning and end, right? What's wrong with bowing after every berachah? We said it's better not to. Uh, Kohen Gadol bows at the beginning of end of every at the end of every berachah, and the king bows at the beginning of end of every berachah. According to the second opinion, the king stays bowed the whole time from Shlomo Melech. Then we had another thing. We had a Mishnah. It says, the guy who prays and makes a mistake, it's a bad sign for him, also a bad sign for the congregation that he's praying for because he's the shliach of them. And there's a good way to find out if your prayers are being accepted if uh, this if it goes smooth from your mouth. Uh, which which if you get mixed up, is a bad sign? Avot, because we know that Avot is the main Barachah, and if you, you're supposed to have Kavanah for Barachot. Um... We said a guy who marries his daughter to a tamid haham, or a guy who marry a guy who does any business from a tamid haham or takes care of tamid haham, that's that's uh, the navi is talking about him. But actually, being a tamid haham, ain lo laata elokim zulatecha. No one has ever seen the actual word for actual tamid haham. Only you only get the reward of the naviim for helping a tamid haham. Another thing is no one knows what, what no one knows what's going on after Olam Abba, You only know about your mother Mashiach. But Shmuel holds no. Everything stays the same in time of Mashiach. Okay, they said. Then they, then they said no one ever saw Eden. People only saw the Gan, and, and that Adam Rishon was only in Gan Eden. Then when Rabbi son was sick, we had the story that he asked Chinina Mendoza, who put his head between his knees, and. He was answered, and we explained that Rabbi Mendoza was closer to Hashem in that way than Rabbi Gamliel, even though Rabbi Gamliel might be higher in Shemayim. Not, not necessarily are the two things connected. Could be that your way to pray and your, your, your connection of prayer makes you closer to Hashem, even though one, one has more Torah. And we always said, pray in a house with windows, but be in a house, don't be in the field, because it's I have to pray in the valley, and you don't announce your sins to other people. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'Amen.